Hey friends, my name is Matt. I'm the youth and family pastor of Cornerstone Church in Marshfield, and I'm here today with your Cornerstone Connection, a daily devotional. Um, let me just remind you that we are connecting each of our daily devotionals with our Bible reading plan uh, that Cornerstone Church is doing, and we invite you to be part of that plan. We're actually in day 47 of it, but it is never too late for you to jump uh, on board and join us for that. And so if you want to be a part of that community of reading the Bible together through the YouVersion Bible app, go ahead to our website, cornerstonemarshfield.com. Click the Bible reading plan image there and join us today. It is not too late to join. We're actually at the very end of the first book we've been covering, the, the Gospel of Matthew. We're in chapter 28, and we're going to cover all of that today, though we won't read it in full during this connection. So here's what's happening in Matthew chapter 28. An angel has descended from heaven. An earthquake has erupted at the tomb site on earth. The angel has pushed back the stone that covered Jesus' tomb, and he's sitting on that stone. The soldiers, the Roman soldiers that were sent to guard that tomb, are so terrified that it appears that they are dead. They're basically in shock. And there's these two ladies that show up, Mary and Mary. One is Mary Magdalene, and as Matthew so eloquently puts it, the other is the other Mary. <laughs> These two ladies show up, and the angel begins to interact with them. And as he does, here's what he says, starting in verse 5. You can join me there. And the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. It was a frightful scene, but he said it anyway. Do not be afraid, for I know that you are looking for Jesus who was crucified. He is not here. He has risen, just as he said. Come and see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples he has risen from the dead and is going ahead of you into Galilee. There you will see him. Now I have told you. So Jesus, in his time with his disciples, had predicted his death and said, I'm going to die. And this is how I'm going to die. This is about when I'm going to die. I'm going to, I'm going to be buried in the grave. But don't worry, I'm going to rise again. And, and as, as the angel put it to the ladies, he is not here, he is risen, just as he said. And so Jesus said this was going to happen. And don't you think, if someone like Jesus, who had come and, and just had these incredible teachings, who had done these miracles that nobody had ever seen before, who had an authority in his teaching that no other teachers that day had or had ever experienced, and he claimed that he was a king of this new kingdom of God that was brought from heaven to earth. And he predicted that he would go to the cross, that he would be buried in the grave, and he would rise again. Don't you think that if he actually pulled it off, that most people would go, man, I, I can't help but believe now. He said this happened, and now there he is. He's alive. Well, check out what happens in verse 16 and verse 17. Then the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain where Jesus had told them to go. When they saw him, they worshipped him. But here it is. Three words. But some doubted. <laughs> Man. I wonder, what would a king do who had done all that Jesus had done, who had proven that he is this king he claimed to be? What would he do to those who, even though they saw all the evidence, and they sat there in front of the risen king, the risen Christ. What would he do to them? Would he throw them into a lion's den like King's, King Darius did to, to Daniel, who refused to pray to King Darius? Or would he, throw, would he throw them in a fiery furnace? 
like like King Nebuchadnezzar did to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who refused to worship the image that he had cast and 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 put up in his city for all to worship. Would he would he bring punishment? <laughs> well, if you keep reading to to the end of Matthew twenty eight, what you find out in verses eighteen through twenty is instead what Jesus did is he commissioned those who said, "I believe in you, Jesus, and I'm following you, Jesus." And from that day on, what Jesus would would do is he would eventually ascend into heaven. And as he ascended into heaven, he would send the Holy Spirit. The Father would send the Holy Spirit. And what the Holy Spirit does is works on every human being so that all can come to salvation, so that all can stop having doubts about who God is and what he's done. And instead, all can come to salvation. They can have faith in Jesus Christ, the true King. You see, in 2 Peter chapter 3, verse 9, we find out just what kind of king Jesus is. We find out what kind of God God is. Peter writes that the Lord is patient. He's slow. He's slow. But his definition, his definition of patience and slowness is not the same as ours. He's slow because he wants all men to be saved. I paraphrase that. You see, Jesus is a different type of king. He, he, he doesn't come back on us with punishment and vengeance. Instead, he comes with this open arm and says, come to me. As you're ready, come to me. He's patient. He's kind. He's gracious. He's loving. He's merciful. Friends, I don't know where your heart's at today. And I don't know if you still are in that phase of doubt with who Jesus is. But let me tell you, as one who has embraced Christ by faith, that he indeed is who he says he is. He indeed has done what he says what he said he was going to do. And he is gracious and kind and slow to any sort of anger. He's patient because he wants you to come to repentance. He wants you to come into a relationship with him and be saved. Friends, have a good day. Be encouraged and know that he is a different kind of king. See you next time on the Cornerstone Connection.